welcome to the podcast. My name is Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots uh, trying to own and operate their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back, everybody. We're uh, we're doing all right. Doing all right. Every day is another day. Uh, Just riding out, riding out that Leo season. Yeah, we don't know if we're going forwards or backwards or what. Um, I think we are looking backwards to go forwards. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a strange time loop. Some weird quantum like leap a, shit. Like a bow and arrow. You gotta get pulled back to get... Shot out there. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like August, so w- right now we're recording on the 31st of July, and I feel like August, I have been feeling, I don't know if I'm just like traumatized from last August, or like it is my, because that's hard to know, right? Like, is it intuition August, or is it trauma? I don't know. August is a liminal space. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, for us as adults, I feel like kids are about to start school already. I was like out at a bar last night with a with like a girl who's like a vice principal, and she was like, "Yeah, the kids are back on Wednesday." I was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, honestly, those first few weeks of school are also very liminal. It's true. Like that shit doesn't seem real. Like yeah. by the time you get to like mid March, do you remember August? It, does August exist? I don't know. Like. It's just like a fever dream of a month, you know, because everybody's, yeah, either going back to school. Also, think about how many leases expire in August because people get stuck in this August cycle of leases because it's based on like college, more or less. And then. um, Yeah, I feel like every time I've moved, it's been in like July. Mm-hmm. Or September or August. I was moving, yeah, because my last lease expired in July, and then I had two months of fucking bingo, and this one wasn't around until August, October. So right. that's all so weird. Uh, the weather is also weird. And then people go on vacation, you know, Europe. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, the, the wiliest time for hurricane season. Mm-hmm. All of the worst hurricanes have hit New Orleans at the end of August. Yeah. So it's a strange set of circumstances, but um, I feel like I just made a planner. I'm I'm not really a big tracker, but I kind of want to put myself through a more rigid August just to, I feel like it. And I I have the time. Yeah. You have the space to do it. I was thinking about that too. I was like, this Mm -hmm. is a great, Mm -hmm. August is like a great time for me to kind of like button up Mm -hmm. and set set routines so that when things get busy, Mm -hmm. I have like a structure to fall back on Mm -hmm. because things have gotten a little, a little loosey goosey over here, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But how how about that iPad though? Is that uh, zipping you up? Yeah, so I bought, um, I I treated myself because I was sad in July, as we've talked about, uh, to something that I've been wanting to get for a while, which is an iPad Air with one of the fancy new Apple pencils. And I have to say, um, the reason I wanted to get it is because I um, use my laptop a lot for work, which is fine when I'm working from home, but I don't love it when I um, am doing like client meetings uh you know it's covered in like my own personal like brand of weird humor and sticker like stickers and like I don't know it just feels like a little too personal for like someone's 
mom who's there for a wine tasting mm-hmm. like to I just don't want people I don't always want the people I'm working with to know me like that if that makes sense and so mm-hmm. I was like it'd be nice if I just had like a neutral thing that I could take to meetings to take notes that just like looked professional and basic I mean that's my that's my case against bumper stickers right there strangers don't yeah. need to know all your business like that especially when they are operating a quite frankly possible weapon of mass destruction you know yep like i'm not i'm not pro bumper sticker um yeah i don't think i've talked about that yeah it's not to say that my clients aren't cool or even that their moms aren't it's just like not their business you know it's not their business i don't need to explain my uh they were roommates sticker to like a boomer i just don't (laughs) i don't like it Um, there's so many levels to it also you know with like the historical context and then explaining vine and then like yeah (laughs) yeah and it's like yeah you know my friend my best friend and i are real good friends and you know history (laughs) let them know yeah (laughs) um so yeah i got this ipad air i went back and forth i um so i have had an ipad before i had an ipad mini that was like a first generation one from like 2013 that i still have that basically like only plays netflix Mm. and is a kindle like it won't update anymore none of the apps out there work for it like it's just i think if i wanted to trade it in it's it's like value is twenty dollars um which i might do just to get it out of my house um but it feels like stupid to just throw it away because it's like a piece of technology yeah um So, uh, but I feel like the technology in the last 10 years for tablets has really just jumped up there. I've been using um, GoodNotes uh, a lot for meeting notes. And also um, I discovered the world of digital planning. So people who are making, designing like hyperlinked PDFs that you, and that you can then like customize to use as a planner or a bullet journal. Mm. And I've just been like really deep diving into it. And I think between that and Notion, I'm coming up with like a really good organiza- organizational flow. How does um, the, how did the PDFs work? Are you able to edit that or? Yeah. Yeah, there's an app called GoodNotes that's just like a very dynamic mm. PDF editor that, and I've even been able to make um, floor plans for people in it because it's got a really good shapes and drawing tool. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can annotate. I can annotate PDFs, um, or I can just like make my own notes. And even ha- it even has a like uh, because I've got the Apple Pen. Um, I can even like write things out, and it'll it'll translate it to text with like a specific font so it's not just like my handwriting so it looks very neat Mm. um so i'm really getting into it nice and the world the like there's definitely like a deep dive uh portion of like youtube and um instagram that you can see what other people are doing with it that's really cool there's this whole thing it's just like i spend three hours organizing my notion when i could just be doing the things on my notion but like honestly that feels I feel like even feel if good. I'm doing it, like it that, feels like it's like, you know, I feel like that's I feel like that time is valuable. Mm-hmm. It's uh, catharsis, like, I think also. And also just like making making your work, putting time and energy into making your workspace a place where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like my goal is to have like my we talked about this at, at work because we're transferring a lot of things to Notion. And we were like, what's our goal of this? And I was like, my goal is that for all of us, 
when we get to our computer at the start of our work day, we open up our email and then we open up our notion. And that's like mm-hmm. the default. Like that's just mm-hmm. where we, where we live work wise as we're communicating and trying to like, like set up events. Yeah. Cause so. it's cool. Cause you can share stuff and then like edit comment, documents. You can yeah. comment and tag and like wow. link to databases. And we're just, I feel like it's really, it's a very exciting thing and it's, you can make it as a, aesthetically pleasing as you want mm-hmm. I know I can, like I, I know you can keep it bare bones I the only reason I do the to-do list on notion is because I made uh Frankenfurter like my cover photos for all of them and I'm like yeah I don't want to disappoint doctor you know right so. I mean and you've seen I shared my like meal planning notion with you too like that's mm. been like that's I've been using it because it's fun to use mm-hmm it's like a little place where I can just collect all the fun recipes I find and then figure out what I want to make. They really did a good job because I feel like it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. I don't and know. And all of a sudden everyone was using it. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, no, I've been doing this for years. You're just like, what? What? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, digital, digital planning has been doing good things for me. All right. Um, so I'm going to be doing tarot time today because Kayleen did the bro book review yesterday. Um, but yep. I have a question, Kayleen. Do you yes. want the nice deck or the mean deck? Ooh, what do our what do our readers want? Mm, I don't know. What was our last one? What was our last card? The lovers. It was very nice. Okay, let's do a mean one. All right. I like that our, I'm calling our listeners our readers like the Las, like they do on Las Culturistas. <laughs> they call they call their listeners either their readers or their publicists. This isn't even mean. This isn't oh. even mean. Maybe someone's yeah. fucking pregnant though. The Empress. Hey, After- what are you what are you giving birth to this month? <laughs> After the lovers. It's a fertile time. Readers, who got knocked up? <laughs> Please write in. That's, it's not me. That's a lot of aces with a lover and the empress. <laughs> but m- maybe someone's pregnant with a great business idea. <laughs> I low-key hate it when they're just like, uh, yeah, this is like fertility, but it can also be like creative fertility. Um, it's abundance. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Uh, so in this card, we have like a heart. And is that, do you see what that is at the bottom? Do you know what symbol that is? Is that? Um, that's the that's the Venus that's symbol. Venus. That's Venus. Right. So Venus. it just seems very like, it just seems very physical to me too, because there's like a wheat grass and oh, like. Oh yeah, that's very earthy. That's very, yeah. I'm I sorry. Mean, is, I just, it, I, that's, that's all I'm, yeah, sure. Maybe you're, pre- this is it's just, it's giving pregnancy. It's giving fucking yeah. pregnancy. So. Carry it. Yeah. Wheat. That That's like Persephone vibes. Yeah. She always carries wheat. With the Venus um, coming after the lovers and like two aces. Can you tell, yeah. can you tell the, the listeners about uh, your mean deck? Like what deck are you using? Yeah, it is Dancing in the Dark, and I don't know the artist because uh, I just don't. I got it because I um, really like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like a black deck and it's just like it's the one I really like I feel like it talks to me a lot um so hopefully this isn't a omen for I but um yeah. <laughs> no it is that time of year <laughs> suddenly entrepreneur just because me documenting my abortions <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no the texas government's coming for me (laughs) in this post row economy oh brother um i guess like tactically you know the empress can be like it's just more like mothering it's a very feminine card it's like taking control of things and like uh receiving i would say um i i don't totally love the empress i like the emperor more that's like their their like partner card um just because the emperor is like aries um the empress is like i don't know she's fine i don't love her i think it's a it's a more a more gentle yeah uh, a more gentle uh approach to leadership Mm mm-hmm which you know give or take yeah um yeah so that's uh uh, so two major arcanas i don't know it's been a pretty spicy spicy tarot summer yeah spicy summer yeah interesting interesting i feel like the wow i feel like july has just like flown by because so much shit happened in july and it was just like bullshit too it wasn't even like (laughs) i don't even feel like the the needle was moving forward we were just trying to like like, maintain the the needle (laughs) yeah i'm looking at my calendar on my wall and i'm like i just flipped this over yesterday and now i have to do it again (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yep well time flies when the world is ending um at the table we are serving the main dish all right so for today's main dish i'm really excited for because um i feel like it's just a kind of going back to the the entrepreneur queer roots more of the Uh queer if you will um yes we're talking about uh just like kind of ragtag ways to make money um yeah because I feel like a lot of times they're like, oh, you're going to like start a business and like blah, blah, blah. But there's like a lot of things that go into that. And a lot of times like you even if you have what do they call it? Runway. If you have like a, enough runway to like, you know, survive off of, um, are you going to want to, you know? Right. Um, that shit's stressful. Like, I, I know I talked to, like, one of my friends, and she was like, yeah, started my business. I had $10,000 saved up. And then after, like, a month, I was like, fuck, I need another $10,000. Um, $10,000 goes very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like, I feel like kind of having these, I don't want to call them side hustles, you know, but, like, ways to drum up cash because I think that's also something really interesting is like once you can like open the the portal of money and figure out get creative on like ways you can make money then you can get other ways you know and I feel like there's less fear of like asking for like what you want to ask um because Mm I I would I I don't really like decreasing prices that much um just because you need cash so I feel like if you need yeah, to supplement can, yeah. somewhere else, 
I would prefer to do that than like dropping my prices um, like on my business. Yeah, I think I mentioned it before, but like the Being Boss podcast always had like a good um, thing of like being like, okay, if you had to make, if I told you you had to make $100 by the end of the day, what would you do? As a way to like creatively start thinking about what things you had in in your like, in your, in, in your like personal inventory, what have you to like drum that up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. How could you how could you come up with hundred a hundred dollars at the end of the day? Yeah. And then once you start with that tiny amount of money, you realize that it's easy that adds up pretty fast. Mm-hmm. If you want it to. Get it to close, baby. Um so I would feel like okay. So this is like always like the question. And I think like me and Kayleen see differently on this about like part-time jobs, or like I would almost say <laughs> From what I, it depends on what line of work you're in, obviously. But I would say that a lot of times, part time work, unless if it's like chill and remote, um, can sometimes be more demanding than full time work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like my boundaries got respected less <laughs> with part time, uh, like retail jobs than they did with anything else. Yeah, because they're like, oh, just get a part time job. But like a lot of times, these are like, these are the kind of jobs that like you'll show up to and like if they don't need you they'll send you home in two hours and it's just like a waste of your time and your energy and it's just like kind of like more of an ego bruise than like having guaranteed work um right so i would say you know if you're not like ready to leap i i would say like i i don't really like part-time work that much i think contracting um, I will as like say a gig feels better. Com- it's a uh, very co- it's less common in retail, more common in the service industry for uh, people to like show up for a week, train in on a job, hang around for that first paycheck and bail. Mm-hmm. You know, like and that I don't know. It's shitty. It's shitty to do. But I've d- I've I've been on the other end of it multiple times when I've worked in restaurants. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I've never really worked in a restaurant, so I can't really speak too much on it. But I know it. I feel like you can kind of get in and get out and like get your money. Yeah. Um, what I can speak on is working events. And I know you work in events, too. Uh-huh. And like in event busy season, there is a lot of stuff that you can do yeah. that you can contract out that they you want to look. You want to look specifically if you're looking to make a. Uh, reliable money look at corporate events Mm -hmm. less I mean yes you can if you find a good like venue or company to like a company to be on call with you can make a lot of money on weddings but like the real the real dollars are going to corporate events because they don't care Mm -hmm. they're paying $30 an hour for someone to just sit on stand on a corner and hand out buttons yeah it's uh it's um like a tax write off for them, you know. Yeah. They can expense you, so they would rather pay you and pay the agency who's probably making how much on top of like whatever you're making. Um, right. And then yeah, there's like a lot of cool like you like working like the conference circuit, um, event circuit, music festivals, music festivals, yeah. Because that that you can kind of like group up into a little bit of time and just kind of like knock it out. 
right. then like go from there. And it's also like a pretty good way to network too, just like meet people and stuff like that. Um, and then you're only signing yeah, on. Ch- yeah, chances are, chances are that you'll find somebody at one of these events that can like open a door into like an even more lucrative part of the event, uh-huh. work, you know, circuit or something yeah. like, or who will refer you for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's funny because I remember the last time you were like, hey, uh, you should share this with anyone who's in New Orleans. This is a really good event. And I was like, I'm catering that event. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a really good company to work for. I was like, yeah, I'm catering that. That's fine. Um, And then I feel like I've heard about it. I don't have like a ton of experience with it, but I know I have friends who have done it and it's been good for them, like flipping shit. Like buying oh, yeah. things and then flipping it. Buy, uh, buy, do or like scout through free piles. Mm-hmm. Um, like go or like go to yard sales. Buy like you know old furniture that's a little beat up but has good bones. And then like if you've got the tools, there's no buy in already. But if you don't, it's you know a sander and some paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a you friend know, who like putty maybe does antiquing. And like knows what to look for, and has he yeah. lives in New York, and he's been able to do like some phenomenal, like I think it's right. almost like a full time income for him, um, right. just because it's just like oh I know what it wants, and then he'll like buy stuff off Facebook Marketplace, and then go to Sotheby's, and like fuck it up, <laughs> like, right? So I think it's also kind of like knowing your market and like knowing what it what it takes, you know. Um, and then, I mean, I just feel like maybe, like, the title of this episode is, like, Grind. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, it is. Like, this like this part of it, like, when you're first starting something. Um, or when, you know, like, your bank account is, like, uh, below the threshold of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of just yeah. got to fucking hustle it out. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, also, this is really dependent on where you live and what the rules are around it. But um, if you've got a skill that you can take to take to busk, if you can be like, you know, if you know an instrument or if you know if you are a tarot reader or if you're a writer, I've got friends Mm -hmm. who do like street side poetry and they get like they'll people will pay them to write a poem you know in touristy areas and sometimes they get hired to work events too like off of that so i would say you know if you've got like a weird skill maybe you can do it in public yeah uh, like face are- i've heard like people do like with like face painting and stuff like just like mm-hmm. show up at a park uh- yeah. Oh, yeah. Face painting, balloons. Like, is there like a weird hobby or skill that you have? How can you monetize it? Mm hmm. Um, and I would also just say start offering consultations. Do you guys do you know how many people approach me just to get just to not even to plan their wedding, but just be to like talk about it because they're they're recently engaged and they don't know where to start. Mm hmm. And most of the time, those are, like, friends or friends of friends. And I'm just like, yeah, take me out to breakfast and we'll talk about it. I could be charging for those meetings. Mm-hmm. What, do, what, do, what is something that you know a lot about or people adv- ask your advice on a lot? Throw up an Instagram post and charge, you know, charge 200 bucks for a 30-minute meeting you know, or, a, or a, yeah. an hour-long meeting. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I had, like, like, one day last week where three different people were, like, asking me to, like, help them with their business and, like, having me look over their proposals and stuff. And I'm just like, this is, like, a job. 
at this point. Yeah. This is like consulting. Like, yeah, this is like a business coach. Um, and yeah, like what? Yeah. What do you what do you know that what do other people see you as an expert on? Mm-hmm. And I think also like I think it goes both ways, especially um, because as we're like going more into like a freelancer economy, like we're not supposed to know everything, like seek support. Um, and also a part of like running your business, it, it, be willing to invest for that support too, um, right. because they will take it more seriously. And so will you. Um, but I also, also go ahead. look around, look around and see if there are other people around you who need support. Mm-hmm. Is there something, you know, when people ask me the best way, like, I really want to be a wedding planner or in events and I don't know how. I'm like, go follow like 10 local wedding planners on Instagram and DM them all and see if they need assistance. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, I don't know, if you know somebody who's got like a online retail store that seems to be growing really fast and they have like delays and shit. Do they need someone to handle their admin? Mm-hmm. Cold message them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the TikTok audio where it's like, what if you just called Taylor? Like, call what Taylor if you just up. Called, called Taylor up? Well, just act like you're boomer mom. Like, you don't understand anything. Yeah. I mean, because what's the, the worst that could happen is you get ignored. And yeah. then, like, who cares? Because I also kind of wonder about when they talk about, like, oh, X <laughs> amount of, like, businesses fail. I'm, like, curious about that. Like, what does what's the metric for that? What's the metric for that? And like, is it going to continue? I mean, how, think about like Uber. It hasn't been profitable, but are we going to say that Uber has failed? No, yeah, it's completely ne- changed. Yeah. How we you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't really understand the metric. And I think more and more people are starting to freelance um, either to like supplement their income. I don't I don't know if I know anybody who just does one thing, you know, yeah. everybody has like. In this economy? Something else, you know what I mean? Multiple offerings, multiple, you know, they're doing lots of shit. Um, Even if it's just like, oh, I have this job to pay my bills and this is like a passion project that I do, um, you know, that I can get some money off of. Like, that's that's a thing, too. Um, Because I think a lot of times you hear like, oh, X amount of like businesses fail within like the first five years. I wonder, A... How true is that now? How much has the economy changed in 10 years? And um, who is benefiting from that? You know? Right. Like, I'm not going to say being a business owner is for everybody, um, but like. Yeah, it's also just like, how are we tracking that? Yeah. It's not like everybody who opens up their own business is automatically filing for taxes. You know, like, how do you how do you judge that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But I just think the way things are going, we have to stay like more and more flexible um, just with what your body needs and your psychology. And also like the world is changing really fucking fast. And if you can honestly even be like half a step before something, you're like, oh, this is probably going to be a need. And I, I could fuck with that. I could do that, you know. Try it out. Um, See, 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 like, I just think COVID is such like a funny, you know, how many people just were like mask makers, you know, like, and they're just like, okay, I guess I do this now. (laughs) Or I, I, so many cottage bakeries popped up during Mm -hmm. COVID where people were just like, yeah, I'll make bread or cakes or cookies or whatever. And 
Mm-hmm. Not all of them uh, stayed open after COVID, but uh, I mean, a decent amount of them did. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to Gary V. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I go in phases of like. Uncle, Uncle Gary. Yeah. But no, I'm in like, I'm, I feel like I'm entering like a grind phase. I feel like shit is changing with my life. Like they cut down all the trees at my apartment. Like they just knocked on the door and like they cut down my favorite trees. And I was just like, okay, I got to listen to Gary. And I, cause, cause he talks about like making a mistake and then taking six months to figure it out. Like, and I really do believe in that, that like you can almost reverse a lot of shit, you know? Um, if you fucked up, it, you can backtrack a lot of, like not everything, obviously, but I mean, for like business, like financially and stuff like that, or like if you wanna pivot in your career, like you're doing something and you wanna do something else, like you can just kind of buckle down for a bit and just kind of, uh, laser in and then pivot that. Um, and I think part of it is I made this list yesterday. It was fun. Maybe you would like it, Kayleen. It's a, uh, it's a uh, 88 ways to make money. Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. And it's just kind of like brain dump. I made a notion document and I had, I saw it on a TikTok, and the comments were like, I can only think of five. And I was just like, I can think How limited yeah. of 20 off of, cause think about it. You have like a category. So for me, I do film. Okay. Video. What kinds of video to who, what are the deliver every single, everything, every single deliverable you do is a different offering. If you think about your resume, everything you have with a comma separating it is a different offering in a business. Like those are all things and whether or not like you liked it or not, or you were, um, you like want to continue to do it. Like you've definitely done 88 things easy to make money. Of course you have. Are those the things you want to continue to do? Who knows? But I think in this kind of like grind phase, you just got to think about like, for me, money is important. And then stress level too. Like if it's fucking stressful and it doesn't, and it's not paying enough, bye, you know? But um, mm-hmm. I think like the the event stuff can be really cool, man. It can, I definitely did that in the beginning. Like it can be like these 12 hour days where you literally pass out buttons for $30 an hour. And then you're just like, cool. Like I'm not exhausted. I... And then you do that. Yeah, you do that for like three days in a row Uh and you probably meet cool people. Mm -hmm. You fuck off half Mm -hmm. the time. Like it's 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 no big deal. And then even like flipping things. um, But I'm going to start doing like a time study this next month to track my time and see how I just I want to I kind of want to be like a. um, Yeah. I would also say if you're someone who has service industry experience but doesn't want to go back to waiting tables, um, being a cater waiter is really fucking easy most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the easiest thing you can do in the service industry, and it probably pays the most and you're not relying on tips. It's like a fixed mm-hmm. amount because you literally just like show up and grab a tray and start working. And it's like four or five hours. It's very like in terms of like stress levels. And I've worked in restaurants and in theater and like it's it is it is the cushiest uh, possible service industry gig. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's uh, good to know. I would say cater waiters. Um, oh, yeah. and I think something else, this is different. 
Um, but if you can finesse it, um, I think like working at like state parks and doing like seasonal work. I know people who have mm-hmm. really been able to like decrease their spending because a lot of times they put you up and then you're working a lot. Like usually the hourly isn't good, but to me it seems uh, the draw for it for me is to kind of be in that community asset and really pulled out of consumer consume consumerism yeah. have you are you on are you on Firewatch tiktok no oh is that the firefighters yeah. no this is like people who have like state park jobs where in the summer where they just get like put up in this they have like 12 hour shifts and they like live in these huge lofts above the forest where they get a 360 view of the forest and it's their job to look for smoke and signs of fire but, like, it's a summer job that pays, like, you just, like, you just have to give them your time. Bro. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a good one. I think another one is, like, a personal assistant. If you are with somebody. Uh-huh. Or a virtual assistant. Yeah. That can be cool, too. Um, all these things. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. good at, if you're good at organizing or making phone calls or, like, even if you're not, I mean, like, whatever, just like everybody can be good at that for somebody mm-hmm. else, whether you're, whether or not you're good at doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever other skills that you have, I feel like these are kind of like based on things that I we both would enjoy and have like a point of reference for. Um, but yeah also yeah i mean it's you know but if 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 you're someone who's like good at manual labor labor Mm -hmm. there's always like day labor shit Mm -hmm. um you could you can you could advertise yourself on next door as a neighborhood handyman if like you know i have a friend who's like a full-time task rabbit person they posted their invoice he's in san francisco so it's probably a little biased but it was 20 in three days he got paid out twenty five hundred dollars like I, yeah, that's I that's solid. I don't care what what job you have to fucking be a handyman. Like even in San Francisco, because I feel like a lot of times people are like, "That's nothing here," and it's I don't know. I guess people spend their money on different things, and like yes, rent is like very expensive, but like I don't know. I think. For me, I don't require that much. I don't like to go out to eat. I don't like to fucking go shopping. I like to read yeah, library books like, and, you know, take baths. I so. would say it's also Im- important to, like, look at not just how, if you're in that, like, how you can make more money, but, like, in what ways can you scale down your life a little bit so that the stress and urgency isn't mm-hmm. isn't quite the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I think... What can you do yourself that you've been paying someone else to do? What can you, like, what can you do manually instead of automated? Mm-hmm. Just. Um, yeah, it's. I think it can be kind of like a fun little frugal game, too. I, I know I can definitely, like skew more towards that you know i can either i can either drop a fucking boatload of money or make 13 dollars last a week Mm -hmm. like (laughs) yeah um yeah i think it's also good just to like kind of like get out of that like consumer mindset even less of like saving money but like trying to produce more versus like consuming that's like a really that's a really hard thing to kind of like break out of because we're so used to consuming shit all the time but like part of being 
working for yourself and like being creative and like making money, you have to be in a production kind of like mindset and like, okay, how, how, how is this going to finesse? Nobody's going to finesse this for me. I have to finesse this. Um, and then I was going to say something else, but I do not really remember, but it's, uh, oh yeah. Oh, we're just, oh yeah. Just talking about like runway and how much I would say, because I think it is really cool to be able to like go full time and like just challenge yourself in that way. If that's something that like appeals to you, I think if it appeals to you, do it. But like, if it doesn't, then don't. It's kind of like the same thing I say to people about Burning Man. I was like, if you're curious, go explore it. But if you don't want to go, like, absolutely not. Like, I feel like it's one of those things you just kind (laughs) of... Don't, yeah, don't go just because you think you should. Yeah, because you have FOMO Um, or whatever. Like, you either want to do it or you don't. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's really... Most of this comes down to, like, knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone who knows that if you have a plan B, you'll just do the plan B, then maybe it's time to, like, do something scary and and not give yourself a, like, a a safety Mm -hmm. net. And just go for it. Yeah, because one of the beauty of living for fucking ever... We don't talk about how long we live, you know, and even what the life expectancy was like fucking a hundred years ago, you know, like we have a lot of time and there's a lot of times to yeah. there's we have a lot of time to have comebacks. That That's all it is. It's the reinvention of life. Um, and you know what? Some people don't want to reinvent themselves and live like a simple life. And I, you know what? Fucking good for them. Because honestly, this is the life of chaos. But I've also been thinking about the idea that even when fucked up things happen, it's just an opportunity to get your, get to know yourself more. Um, So how bad do you want to know yourself? You know, good or bad. I honestly, no wrong answers. I understand if you don't want to know yourself that bad because it's, it's a fucking slippery slope. (laughs) But um, I don't know. I like exploration a lot. And we're definitely in a time that is very conducive to uh, exploring curiosity and innovation for better or for worse. I do not think you can deny that the shit that we have done just while I've been alive is phenomenal. So fuck around and find out, you know, (laughs) So (laughs) there's no wrong answers. Unless if there are, I don't know. Um, anything else or shall we go into bro book review? Let's go into it. All right. So bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. For this one, I read this was written in the 90s. It's by Daniel Goleman. It's called Emotional Intelligence. Um, and this is kind of like... Um, a, um, it's, it's foundational, but like reading it 30 years after it was published, I don't think it was that big of a deal. So basically he coined emotional intelligence. So anytime you hear somebody talk about emotional intelligence, it's talking about this. Um, and like the first part of the book is kind of talking about the brain and how these things trigger these things. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything new if you're on therapy talk, like you probably know it all. Like if you know what the word emotional intelligence is, you there's probably not going to be anything like super groundbreaking in this book. Um, but it is interesting 
to read with the perspective of like, oh, this was like groundbreaking. And like this is everybody knows what emotional intelligence is. And this is something that has been talked about in workplaces. And um, we some sometimes like we consider it more important than like. IQ and shit. So they start talking about the yeah. the difference between IQ and like emotional intelligence and how to like cultivate kind of like a lot about parenting too and like how a lot of that is like established as a child. Um, so would I recommend it? No, but I would say maybe there's a good TED talk <laughs> if you talked about it. Maybe, but maybe it was uh, it was okay. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there are good TED talks out there on emotional. Yeah, Daniel Goleman. Um, it's like a big bestseller. I think there's like a million copies sold. Um, All right, Daniel. Yeah. Who knew that now that uh, you'd write this book and and so many women would use it against their husbands? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not what he was going for. Yeah, right. He's just like I just wanted a more equitable workplace, or maybe he just had a low IQ and wanted to feel better about it. How about that? That's always something, you know, what? I'm dumb, but I'm sensitive. Yeah, it's all, that's something else. Like a lot of these, the work that's done, there's always a reason for it. You know, why did he go digging yeah. into emotional intelligence? Yeah, why do you get curious about this one, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good book. The The stories behind why a book, why books got Yeah, written. sure didn't go into that one in the foreword, but um. <laughs> okay. Um, that's right. our show. You can find me at thefake.guru on Instagram and uh, Tiki Talk and uh, Radar Podcast on Apple Podcasts, please. It really helps us reach new people. Um, and be sure to check out our new episodes on entrepreneurs.com. And uh, Instagram is a little dead, but it is there if you want to give us a follow. All right, I'm a swamp witch with four eyes on Instagram and Candles Unincorporated also on Instagram. Have a gay day. Yeah, have a gay day.